Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. The Working Class Bowhunter is brought to you by, or better worded, presented by HHA Sports. We are all shooting the, I'm, we're all shooting the Tetra this year. And Virtus. In the Virtus Rest. Yep. Yes, Normally, we, we all shoot something a little different. But, yeah, we all are shooting the Tetra this year and the Virtus Rest. Um, Wisconsin-based company, lifetime warranty. Um, use code WCB15 at HHASports.com. Save yourself some money. Do it. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Scent Crusher has been a partner just as long as HHA, damn near. Um, our number one tool for scent elimination when we are going to chase all those critters that uh, have a so keen sense of smell. Yeah, it's it's so easy that you're doing yourself a disservice by not having a scent crusher gear bag or an ozone go or something. One of those products that just make they make that because scent elimination is something we all think about. Yeah, and it's always difficult. So why not just make it as easy as possible and just have it there? You know, they exactly. say so easy that a caveman could do it. Well, if a caveman did have scent crusher technology, dude, the woolly mammoths would have been knocked out like thousands well, that too, of years. And it probably would have been. It probably would have kept them from being eaten by like different dinosaurs. Oh, dude, yeah, they, dude, they would have. They would have been crushing the dinosaurs, dude. Yeah, scentcrusher.com. They would have extinct the dinosaurs before the aliens <laughs> wiped them out. Uh, the podcast <laughs> is also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. Uh, use code WCB25 if you're thinking about entering. Um, there's a bunch of stuff coming up. You, the grand prize is fifty grand. Second place is twenty thousand dollars. Third place is five grand. They're doing monthly product giveaways, bow giveaways. Um, you get a pack of broadhead scent crusher gear, scrape fix gear, um, victory lighted aeronox, uh, tumblers, forty percent off Drake non typical uh, clothing. Um, you get your scoring tape, all that stuff. So you get. And a Tacticam. You basically get a $400 package when you enter to join this competition. They now have teams. That's and crazy. And you yeah. can name your team and everything. Canada, you listening? Because you are involved, too. And their giveaways alone are super good. Yeah. You you get your money back in gear right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, we have Steve from North American Whitetail Championship on schedule for August. So that podcast is coming up. He's an awesome guy. We all consider him a good friend. So keep an eye out for that. Um podcast is also brought to you by elite archery and we don't really need we, we always talk about our elites i was like for people that know we don't really need to explain why we are partnered with elite we're all shooting the ritual i'm shooting the 35 doug shooting the 30 dude i'm shooting the 30 but i got that real tree edge and that camo looks 
Nice yeah, I did, on that bow. I did Max Ooh, one. I under really the like Q. it. It's looking dirty. Yes, yes. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking dirty. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear, which is what this episode is, one-on-one with uh, myself and Cody. Um, and you can use code WCB for the entire Lone Wolf Custom Gear uh, store. Or if you're interested in that new undercover camera, which is, in my opinion, I've messed with it a lot lately in the last couple of weeks. That is the next like top tier and trail cameras use code undercover 50 and get 50 bucks off are those stands are shipping now correct yep yep they're getting caught up for people that are waiting on their pre-orders um things are about to speed up here in the next few weeks um this podcast we cover a lot of that stuff um the podcast also brought to you by thermoseat um of course if you got a cold butt now you got a warm one (laughs) Get that warm butt from Harvard fucking yard. Gotta love the I love the boys at Thermoseat. Great product. That's like Great yeah, dudes. we said it before. It's an Americana type company in it like is. the hunting industry. I'm also brought to you by Victory Archery, um, and we are all shooting the Rip TKOs. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I'm shooting the 60 grain Victory inserts. Awesome arrows. Um, also, Element Outdoors, uh, what I consider the working man's clothing company. And uh, where are we at? I know. So we just started working with, uh, well, we work with Hunter's Blend Coffee. Use code working class. Save yourself some money there. We just started working with Can Cooker, which I'm really excited about because I'm always looking for different ways. I get I get bored, dude. I'm like boring at cooking, and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check out Can Cooker. They basically, it, it's going to simplify a lot of things for me and maybe maybe motivate me more to try different things like cooking and like you can even make desserts and all that stuff. Yeah. We're looking up. It's pretty insane how much you can do on that. I know it. it, It's cool. I, my first can cooker meal ever was at, um, Prairie storm outfitting in Kansas. Really? John did a, like a crawfish and like crab boil. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. It was really awesome. I don't even like anything out of the water, but that was pretty good. Yeah. That's what you said too. (laughs) And corn and all that stuff. T-bone, uh, we met him a couple of years ago, or we gave him the trophy at, at the, the Dan Cla- booth at the Deer Classic, yeah. and uh, they were serving up a little samples. I, I, grabbed, oh, yeah. me a, I grabbed me a couple finger foods, man. That, it's that real good. delicious. Uh, <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by Big Tine. See us at Deer Fest. We'll be right next to Big Tine, um, so come pay yourself a visit, and we'll hang out and have a beer and maybe get yourself some Big Tine goodies. Oh, dude, hopefully those dudes that are playing, like, Thunderstruck and you got to drink the whole song. Man, uh, hopefully those guys are back, but, man, that they'll uh, be there. You did that two times in a row. You're why would a they, dangerous game. Why would they not be there? <laughs> you get stuck on a bad Thunderstruck, you're in a rut right there for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, the podcast also brought to you by Gator Outdoors, our buddy Wade. So Gator Outdoors is basically it's a homegrown family business, um, basically a hunter's online Amazon um, they carry most of the people uh, we work with, most most of our partners. And they also do, like, wraps and decals and stickers and banners and stuff. So the shoot, um, they did a bunch of banners for the shoot. They wrapped our our new trailer with all the working looks class and too. stuff. It looks incredible. So check out Gator Outdoors, Facebook, Instagram. I believe GatorOutdoors.com. I should have that written down in front of me, but I don't. Um, but, yeah, they do an awesome job. So if you need some advertisement for your business or outdoor team, a banner, a wrap, anything, check out Gator Outdoors. And then before we get going, Steve has a vet shout-out. All right, the uh, vet shout-out this week is Ryan Lonegran. I believe that's how it is, is uh, from Brandon Bank. I know that guy. Uh, the branch is Army. So uh, Brandon writes in, Ryan has been in veteran affairs since returning from his uh, tour overseas where he helps returning vets adapt to their uh adapt their military resumes to civilian life 
Uh, he is all. Ooh, okay. Sorry about that. He has been also putting on multiple nonprofit events to help support veterans in Wisconsin. Uh, this man has done so much for the veteran community, and I can begin to thank him for everything he has done. And it would mean a lot if you gave him and his YouTube channel a shout out. So his uh, YouTube channel is da, 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 Wisconsin Veteran. So check that out on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. Cool. Look up Wisconsin Veteran. Um, Ryan, thank you for your service this country, and thank you for your continuing service. That's uh, that's awesome, man. We uh, Thank you. Always thank love you, hearing Ryan. them stories, man. So, guys, always uh, don't forget, send in vet shout-outs. Go to our workingclassbowhunter.com page, and under the, uh, contact under the contact tab, we have a veteran submission form brought to you by Heroes Honey. Very nice. Thank you for that, Steve. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Let's hop in the episode one-on-one with Cody DeQuisto and myself. Um, talk about updates with the business and just different things that are going on. So I hope you enjoy. And uh, it's getting that time. So get ready for hunting season. Oh, yeah. One, two, What's up, guys? This is not, well, this is the normal podcast, but this is more of a one-on-one. Just Kurt here in the studio and my good buddy, Cody DeQuisto. What's up, dude? What's up, man? It's good to be back. Good to be back in the studio. Bouncing back from episode 300, man. That was a good one. People liked it. I am I hope so. I mean, I... I <laughs> Have you listened? <laughs> I have not listened to it yet. I want to, though. I'm just scared, man. I'm scared to, you know, that self-criticism. I'm going to listen to it and be like, dang, what the hell is I talking about? It's funny because that's such a common thing. Like, uh, Ross Bigger, uh, he does it, too. Like, every time we'll record a podcast in here, every time he's like, yeah, I'm an idiot, man. I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, dude, you are fine. Like, you didn't say anything bad. Like, you didn't even it's, do anything. It's a mind game, man. You it guys is. are like you guys are like wizards of the mic, and... And I think when you're when you're not used to it and you come in here and all of a sudden you got like, okay, you're on the mic, you can hear yourself and you want to you want to know what you're talking about, you want to sound good, and then yeah, yeah. you just I, I think you just you know mind fuck yeah, yourself, I guess. I get that because I guessed it on some podcast before I had a podcast, and I remember being like, ah, oh, these dudes are so comfortable on the mic and they're in their space because like for 300 that was that was your first time here, right, at the studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you were just like fresh here didn't know anything about yeah i think the we, lights were off we had like neon lights and we going had the nightclub going yeah on. it was definitely the nightclub <laughs> life and it was it was it was good it was it was a good episode yeah. man so i'm gonna listen to it though i'm gonna if, if you haven't listened days. to episode 300 go back it's with cody obviously and he runs through um basically lone wolf custom gear and the history of the of the brand of lone wolf and it lays out it kind of gives you that map of where things are today and then uh, basically what's to come in the future there on that episode. It's like a three-hour-long episode, so if you got a long long drive. Was it that long? Yeah, it was like three hours. Oh, man. See, that shows how time, good it was. It didn't time, seem like three hours. Time flies, yeah. yeah. Um, so Cody's in studio. We were kind of going over some things and, and getting together some plans and chit-chat about, you know, hunting stuff. Um, so I guess what we do, we figured since, hey, we were together, let's record this one-on-one podcast real quick. And uh, just kind of give some people some updates and everything, and which is pretty cool. I have the DeQuisto Series 1.0 here on the studio table. We have the undercover trail camera, which is up. Hey, I guess we should uh, talk about the promo code. Yeah. Right? What are we good, doing, man? We should have st- started off from the yeah. get. Yeah. You know? Um, undercover 50, if you're wanting to get on 
I'm trying to pull up my uh, sheet. I don't know where I have it. Um, <laughs> he's like grabs it. Here it is. We should have been more prepared. Why did we not think of this? That's how it goes. It's on the fly. This is on the fly. We don't plan things. Um, yeah, if you want to get into the new undercover camera, use code undercover fifty for fifty bucks off. So do that if you're wanting to hop on that unit. Um, also, a listener code for the entire website, LoneWolfCustomGear.com. Um, it is WCB is the code. Yep, nice and easy. WCB gets you the discount. Save yourself some money. And if you want a new camera that's badass, that let's just start there. We're on the camera, and then let's talk about. Then we'll get into the stand stuff, the, some of the updates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, swing through the swing through the uh, swing through the site. Check out some of the features on the new camera. Um, we got the patent pending leveling system on the back, the quick connect option, uh, various mounting options. With that, that that mounting option, the quick connect, is that's a big game changer for trail cams, man. This whole thing, if you haven't seen it, it's like it's got a very nice like tree bark texture to it that sets it apart from any other trail camera, in my opinion, on the market. Yeah, yeah, it's a true uh, a true three dimensional. Well, I actually call it tree dimensional. Um, uh, skin that is over the camera. You know, it's kind of a rubberized coating that you can pop on, pop off. Um, helps protect the camera. Helps conceal it really good on them tree barks and all that too. So, um, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool. We're we're doing that simultaneously across the line with that that tree dimensional camo. Um, but yeah, the the camera um, is a really cool unit to get into. It operates from an undercover uh, mobile app. On your smartphone, you can get that through the iTunes Store, or Google Play. Um, you got basic hunt functions on that app, like you know weather, custom, custom hunt maps. Uh, you can store camera locations to GPS coordinates and um, kind of create custom um, buck profiles. You can save photos. You can Wi-Fi retrieve your pictures on there. I like that you um, can set like the angle and like what the camera's pointing at through the app because. Last year, I last season, I went through this phase for some reason. I think I got cocky with hanging my trail cams. I'd just slap them on the tree like, it's good, I'm the man, and then yeah. walk off. And it would be way too high or way too low. And, and I'd just get pictures of either nothing because I had the camera too low or too high. Well, this one, you can just dial it right in before you oh, can walk away from it. Yeah, that that was the best. Um, uh, or one of the biggest features was it's just the aim point feature in general. So, you know, when you pull up your, your undercover app on your phone – you can mount that camera to anything. So, I mean, because it has the leveling bracket, it's a 360 pivoting ball and socket joint that it auto-locks. So you just you you push it with tension to move it wherever you want. Um, so you, you strap, your, strap your bracket to the tree or screw it with your quick connect. And then you can just move that camera around. And when you open up your undercover app, there's actually an aim point dot. And it's showing you exactly what the camera sees. So... You just move that camera as you're looking at your phone, uh, put that dot right where you want it, whether that's right on a licking branch or right on a rub line, and, yeah. and boom, you're set. Uh, the, the camera auto formats and um, you know auto arms, so you, you know you never come yeah. back to your camera and, shit, I forgot to arm it. Well, so. that too, and like the, the lid just pops open. You can pull your SD card out right there, and you said it, it automatically handles the format on your SD card. Yep, there's an auto format setting, so like if you're turning and burning cards, um, it's nice too because everything is accessed under the cover. Yeah. Um, you, there's no swinging out camera with battery trays. You, you don't lose the batteries. Everything pulls from the top. The SD card is actually halfway out, so you can easily grab it. Yeah. A um, lot of the things on the camera 
designed were just kind of like we 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 go about designing the tree stand and stuff uh as far as just simple to use and eliminate a lot of the standard problems that we've had with our, our trail oh, yeah. cameras in the past well there's no clunky like uh i was doing there's no clunky screen so you have your mode picture lapse video lights and that's just by a button you control it and then there's you know on off and then there's your battery lights that show you how much battery you got on yep. that's under under the cover yep Yep, and that's that's what's cool too. So you can just, if you want any adjustment you want to do on your camera, you just pull it up on your phone, and then you know none of that ducking down, trying to fight glare. I mean, you can view your photos right there through your phone. You can transfer them over. You can save them. You can you can zoom in in app zoom and crop them. So that's awesome. You know, you can zoom into that buck. You know, take a screenshot of it, save it to your buck profile, toss it into your camera library. You know, a lot of that that kind of you know yeah. uh, easy function it takes stuff, a lot so. of the uh, inconvenience of trying to find a card reader and all because card, card readers yeah. never work for your fucking phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've I've had some nightmares with those too. So this camera is, I'll be honest with you, Cody. I underappreciated this camera. I think mostly because I was more excited about the stand when it first came out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right yeah. when everything launched, I was looking at the stand, and I don't think I gave this enough attention. Oh yeah, to be honest. And the more that I talk to you about it and go through it, I'm like, whoa, this is uh, this is definitely big. So I don't think don't let the stand completely <laughs> overshadow yeah. this camera because they're both top notch, top of the line stuff. So undercover fifty, if you want to try one out. So. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. A lot of people, I think, you know, we're we're known for the tree stands. The tree stands got so much buzz, and it and it's awesome, but. Um, there's definitely some cool features on this camera that that'll really make your your trail camming, if you would say, just a a lot more streamlined and smooth. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm I'm pumped about it. I'm really excited. I'm gonna put it out on the on the lease this weekend. And um, so I definitely think from from my perspective, I've handled the shittiest of trail cameras and the best trail cameras. And this uh, just handling it, it's a top notch quality camera. So if you're looking for something new, check it out. Um, Sorry to get all salesy on that like last part. <laughs> if you're looking for something new, you need yeah. this camera. Undercover fifty now, one with customgear.com. <laughs> like uh, I'm selling that's, that's I'm selling I'm, Flex Seal. That's what I'm talking about right there. That is the the microphone wizard. Steve's not here. He's yeah, the microphone dude, wizard. Honestly, I, I was actually just telling that story the other day and I think it was to my wife, but um <laughs> I was I was talking about how blown away I was that first time I sat in the podcast chair, uh-huh. and you were like, "All right." And, and I had talked to Steve prior to this, like for about forty <laughs> minutes, and I think I got about three warnings from you about how Steve was. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, like, okay, you know, okay, Steve's the goofball. And then you're like, "All right, Steve, kick us off with the intro." And that motherfucker came out <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and came hard, and yeah. I was like jaw dropped uh-huh. at like that perfection. Yeah. That mic perfection, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm in the big leagues right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm in a studio, man. <laughs> what I always do to Steve, too, I'll be like, uh, it, this is like a behind-the-scenes thing for people that have never recorded with us. Before I even hit the button or anything, sometimes, not every time, sometimes I'll be like, hey, Steve, I need, like, the best wrestling promo intro for this episode. And he'll be like, all right, all right. Okay, give me three seconds. All right, I'm good. And then I'll hit record, and then he just launches off on some crazy intro. It's kind of awesome. Just nails it. It's yeah. he sometimes he nails it, sometimes he flops, but the <laughs> flops are still really funny, you know. So we just leave them usually. Um, yeah. Dude, I think we we're overdue. Uh, maybe not overdue. I think it's just about time to give like an update on like some yeah, of the stands because yeah. people uh, put in pre orders and stuff like that, and people for some reason tend to forget a pre order is. 
a pre-order and it doesn't ship right away? Because I've done pre-orders on our site and people are like, when's my stuff coming in? I'm like, well, dude, it's a pre-order, so we're not. <laughs> and and with that being said, you know, in, in, in everybody's defense, you know, we've we've been, uh, you know, put out expected ship dates and we thought we'd meet those uh, to the T. But um, as with any new endeavor and getting a new product off the ground, you know, you got you got to work through some manufacturing, um, you know, process and timelines. So. Uh, we got a couple different coding procedures, and and being that you know how we're making the stands now, it's just been it's taken a little bit longer to get on our feet. But um, I am excited to say we're we're really getting rolling now. I think we're just about uh, you know a week or so away from from being completely caught up with the orders. It's awesome. Um, I guess just you know being traditionally we always casted stands and and kind of uh, had a different manufacturing process. It's it's just been, you know, working some of the kinks out, and mm-hmm. you know, these things uh, uh, take a little bit longer to build. But getting uh, getting it worked out, and uh, I'd like to thank everybody who ordered for their patience, and and um, no doubt, man, you guys are gonna be you guys are gonna be uh, happy with the with the product. Yeah, no, dude, it's it's awesome. I cannot wait. I'm like, I was excited about season, but now I'm like, I'm itching bad because I can't wait. I've always done the hanging hunts, the hanging bangs, and and past years, and. It's it's always been doable, but like this year, it's it's different. Like uh-huh. I was telling you earlier, I have I found a photo of me years ago with a hang on on my back, and it's like sticking way off because I have all my sticks stacked. And I actually I did I did a hanging band, killed my biggest buck, um, but I'm excited to get another photo comparison, like a side by side of me now doing the packing with the stand and showing just like what has changed over the years with this new setup oh hell yeah we got to do that for sure i mean just just showing because that would have been how many sticks did you have four four yeah that would have been the the traditional way of stacking coming straight off you know and now it's just if you put one of these sets next to the traditional set i mean the profile the profile you're shaving down is just is nuts you know and mm-hmm. it's funny you say that too because some of the you know, um, some customers that got their product already, uh, some of the, you know, staff guys and, you know, just some people met at trade shows, but yeah, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of personal messages or even like phone calls and guys are just jacked. They're like, dude, I hung, I hung my stand eight times last night. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to rot. Like, you know, like That's what you got to do, I'm man, getting, to get efficient. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's so many little, there's so many little tweaks that you'll you'll find. Like I spent probably an hour and a half on a phone on the phone yesterday with a customer, going over different belt options. Right. So just and he's like, okay, well, you know, I, I hung the stand about eight times, and you know, I think I'm gonna take off my belts, you know, and I'm gonna do them in a fanny pack, and I'm gonna do this, and you know, and then we started bouncing back and forth. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, this is why I like to keep my belts on. You know, I'm real. I'm a real kind of anal person, and I, I my stuff has to be done an exact certain way, and mm-hmm. and there's there's ways I like it, and I started getting into you know um, I might go a little tighter on this strap, a little looser on this one, so that way when I when I wrench this over, it it, it all right. binds up, and I mean there's there's one thing I know like when I leave that tree or when that stand goes on my back, I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. It's not moving, nothing's clanging around like I yeah, but I take the time, I take that little bit of extra time to make sure it's like that. And I think it's real important that, you know, people, everybody has their own little, uh, like I always wrap my strap around the tree mm-hmm. from the right to the left. I'm always grabbing that with my left hand right. and then cinching the buckle. Yeah. I'm never going the other way. It's just because that's my, that's so, my game. The way game. you've done it, the exactly, way you've always you know? done it. Yeah. So I hear guys, oh, you know, like we were talking, oh, I might drop the strap a little bit and, you know, well, if you, if you start to, you know, swap around, it's just... 
It's right. really getting your setup dialed down for your specific uh, needs and, and, and getting some, some reps in, you know? Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I've hung a lot of stands, man. I think Doug, two seasons ago, named me Kurt Hanging Stands Geyer because I think in, like, by the time November hit, I was, like, 30, 30 times moved, and he's like, damn, dude. Because, like, I think, I don't know how many I did in one day. Just moving, I was just all over. And I that's my practice. I've never practiced, to be honest, if we're being completely honest, I've never practiced before and then went out and hunted. It's always like while I'm trying to get something done, that's my practice. Yep. And I think this year I'm going to actually use it before. See, not just like I I know what I'm doing and we're going for it. Uh-oh. I think oh, my, lost the screw. We'll be all right. We'll get through this episode, hopefully. My boom stand. It's time to upgrade, I think, huh? Um, I've never actually practiced think- before. Until I went out to actually get it done. So this year I'm actually am going to practice and, and get it really efficient. Yeah. And, and that's kind of I'm, – I'm honestly in the same boat as you. I hardly do that. But I've been I've been doing it so long and I've always had the same system. And it's really hard for me to change my routine. But, like, little things I will change, like mm-hmm. like packs. I might go through – like, I'll see a, I'll see a buddy mm-hmm. five times throughout the season. And every time he sees me, he's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what, is, what, do you, what is that? Is that a fanny pack now? Or, like, yeah. is that a – is that, like, a – where did you get that? Like, what, what, what pack is it? Just because I'm always, I guess, I'm never tinkering too much, but always trying to find that perfect, you know. But a lot of that was, um, you know, not having – that convenient place to put my pack now right. with how the stand packs up like it doesn't matter what kind of pack you're it's on all there. so yeah, i used to um, pack my hang and bang setup i used to put my backpack on and then put the stand with the, the stand straps over my backpack oh yeah yeah and i remember my dad and i walking through the woods like it's the most convenient that it was then right yeah. you know and maybe yeah. we could have carried it but you're carrying a bow and all that and we're just like, motherfucker, you know, getting shit caught in sticks, <laughs> walking and trying to be quiet, which makes it even more frustrating sometimes because you're oh. watching what you're doing. And it's oh. more exhausting when you walk that way. Oh, yeah. You know? like or I, I would always be the opposite, and I'd be trying to rig my pack over my sticks coming off there. So yeah, yeah. then it'd be constantly rolling over one way or rolling over the other way. And then you just, you know, necessity is where it comes. You know, when, yeah. you, when you need to find a better way, you do. Um, and, but to your point, like, I think a lot of these guys are so hyped up on the fact that like Byron, we talked about, you know, mm. a little earlier, he's like, dude, I'm shaving, I'm shaving 10 pounds off this year. He's like, yeah. I'm Jack. He's like, I can't wait to go, go, you know, hang and hunt, you know, and just get out there. And I talked to him. He's like, I'm going buckleless, man. I yeah, love that. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. it, which I'm going to try. Well, and that's something too. That's, I think has been so overlooked. People look at the basic features of the stand and. Or they, they look at the weight savings, which was great, and you know we did save some we did save some awesome weight. But I'm always trying to push on people like, okay, you know, not only the weight itself, the perceived weight is a big thing because of the low profile, but right. every single feature on the stand has been upgraded. So mm-hmm. I mean, it has more leveling capability, right. it has more offset capability. It's got the accessory features. It's yeah. got you know that buckleless option is a huge thing. I don't think peop- a lot of people yeah. realize, and you already have it. You already have it's, the option to do it. You don't have to. Exactly. It comes you, with it. <laughs> you don't have to buy another uh, accessory or you don't have to do anything. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, with how everybody is, is getting to the ounce game and really wanting to shave as much weight as they can. In my opinion, if you want my honest opinion, yeah. it gets a little ridiculous. It it, it definitely does with, with, with the ounces. But this was something that we had been testing that we figured, too, 
Well, okay, l- let's give these guys the option to get rid of their buckle because it's been talked about for a long time. You got mm-hmm. guys buying rope, you got guys doing this. Well, this cam strap actually works really well without the buckle, mm-hmm. just as you would a rope with this new design we got. So, and it's essentially two raised points, you know, right around uh, your your button attachment. So, and you can quickly loop, you know, that that strap right around it and you got an effective method and you're shaving off a few pounds of your setup. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, each buckle is, is about five to six ounces. So, you know, right. th- six times four, 24 ounces, that's almost a couple pounds. So, yeah. I mean, if you are one of those guys who, not me, I'm, I, I love that. I've, I've tested it for testing purposes, but something about a buckle, man. I just, I'm methodical with the way I strap my buckles. It is quick. They, they don't make noise on me and I don't have a problem with it. So, yeah. It's just it, it's all about how you. I like the speed of them. They you are whip very, it on the tree. Zip, it's yep, tight. You're up. Yep, yep. You're going and up. It's just it's so it's one of those things. But yeah, just a, another cool little feature that is kind of overlooked. But yeah, a lot of guys are getting excited about that just because they are, um, you know, able to eliminate that buckle weight, which has been right. a pain for so long. I think long. too, like I know we talked a lot about these stands on episode 300 and some of the trade show podcasts, but like having the stand here, I think a, a lot of people don't realize that this is a one piece like platform it's not cast this is a jetted out water jet cut system and i think i think there's some people that don't realize that which allows you to do different things than what a cast stand can do as far as like strength and and just different things and profile and and weight and um, well yeah the 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 one unique thing about it off the bat is just that it is one plane so there is because it's cut from a sheet so um and you do have definitely different different yields with that solid aluminum versus a cast mm-hmm. um you know in testing we've we've really took this thing to the limits and i mean uh even can, test can, can we talk a little bit about the testing because i I'm, i was really interested in that because you guys strive big time on safety it, and i want to add this too because i've i've hunted out of hang-ons my whole hunting career and safety is always a concern out of a hang on and huntability and it, you can go as light as you want but if you can't sit in it and hunt out of it comfortably yeah, yeah. the what is the point of it you know what i'm that, saying like there comes a point where what are we doing it, it, exactly and and that's something that we always or that we tried to walk the line on because yeah. because it's a um i've seen stands and i've picked them up that were like you know, five pounds, like but, holes drilled in all over them, but, every angle and everything, or what? But, but the the platform's tiny, the seat's tiny. That like they have no leveling capability. Like they're okay. Yeah, what what good does this this five pound hang on get you? Like, what is the extra benefit from it? From yeah. if it's not huntable, so we tried to find the happy median. Um, you know, testing too. Like you said, I mean, we always try and go above and beyond with testing. We want something that's going to last forever. This stand, you know, we've it, it's got an eternal warranty. If you would say, I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is a that's a big deal. Man. I mean, it's it's transferable. It's for as, as long as that stands around. I mean, it's going to be warranted. You know, so that's cool. That's we've cool. been playing on the American made metal, and and um, it, it comes right out of Michigan, and and it's cut from solid sheet. So. Um, the like you talked about so we we always shoot for you know getting extensive loads on these things and we like to see what the material is going to do so you know we load the hell out of these things you Mm -hmm. know and 
and to whereas with like a cast component, you know, we've, um, you know, you might experience some of those those cracks early on. Um, still very strong. It's been all, ultimate material. It, it's great for stands, but yeah, with this, you know, so what people. General testing's three times what the rating says it is, right? That's yeah, what. yeah. Your typical, your typical um, weight rating, you'd want to get three times that. We always shoot for like a five time. We're we're just really trying to make sure these things hold up. So yeah, and that's yeah, where that's my s- concern, man. When I see, I mean, I think it's great that people. I mean, I joke around and say, well, if you spend as much time editing your setup as you would yeah. trying to kill a big deer, you wouldn't need to fuck with your setup so much. But <laughs> there's a lot of people that I think drill holes and do different things and cut things down and do that where oh man when i'm just worried about something happening to someone you know we typically so we'll typically get a stand uh, or get a product and get it to where it's strong enough and it passes our safety or our testing requirements and then we beef it up a little bit just just to make sure i mean because why not you know cover your ass it's just like with the sticks we were actually talking about that earlier no we had our we had our stick fully designed right fully went through testing and it just it killed it it was awesome you know we've Mm -hmm. even testing the failure you know we had deformations but but no catastrophic failures whatsoever like and that was even under just extreme duress load so it was awesome well then and then even then we're like yeah, let's let's up the hardware. Let's up the hardware a little bit, and we'll be damn good, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just a simple thing like that, you know. We went from quarter inch hardware to um, to three sixteenths, you know, and just um, and it's just stuff like that that from being in the industry, from producing these products. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, Andre, your dad's long time experience, and oh, he's been around the block and seen it all in this man, industry. He's been, that, so that was the motive for upping upping the hardware to. Just yeah. kind of like the long term yeah. game of it. Long term, you know, just wanting something that's that that's bulletproof. You know, I mean, the idea is to have, you know, to have something that even under extreme duress would, you know, especially stuff that you're you're going twenty feet up in a tree. And you know, we're not talking <laughs> yeah. about a lawn chair, right? We're you know, we want these things to to perform perform well and to last forever. Like you know, we yeah. want. Um, you know, right. our kids be hunting out of these things. I mean, I, I I've been hunting out of stands that Dad was hunting out of in in the early '90s. Like, it's just yeah, right. what other product lasts like that? You know, we yeah, just yeah. we were shooting for that. And think and, about that because this stand, even when my kids are old enough to hunt out of this stand, it'll still be covered under the warranty. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's but yeah. that goes to say, you know, just that hop hardware upgrade. Because I saw some comments about like the hardware deal and. What, oh, about the couple ounces. Yeah, over, yeah and yeah. the reason I get I get what they're saying, but you got to yeah. get what and and you know I'm you know and it really came down to you know when we were in the final stages of development and we're like okay yeah let's up the hardware it's it's going to be a couple ounces if that you know we're just going to a bigger nut bigger bolts you know and yeah we got some flack for it but I think overall it was the best choice because I mean you know when we're splitting ounces and now we got hardware you know, beefier hardware than any other. I mean, everybody's using quarter inch hardware. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've bent hardware on a lone wolf stick before. I've, I mean, it's just over years and years and years, you know, or yeah. extreme duress. Like why not up it? Why yeah. not, why not yeah. make it so it can't bend? Yeah. I mean, you know, so <laughs> it's a no brainer. And you know, for that little bit of weight, uh, added on, it just, it was a, it was a no brainer. Right. So. And, and that, that shows like your guys, experience with this type of thing. Cause your dad's like kind of done it all. I'm sure he's been around the block in design. He's he's the he's the OG of all this, and 
I know um, I see people that like, drill holes in like their their uprights on their sticks, and it seems like a, like a good idea for weight. But there's a lot of stuff like that. I was wondering, um, like if you drilled holes in a stick and you and you hang it on the tree with like just different things that you might encounter besides like one structural right, like with safety and weight. But did, did your dad ever mess around with like doing any of that, like holes, like drill holes to try out sticks when he would go and hang a set and or. Is that something he's ran through in the past, or? Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, I think when you when you talk about climbing sticks, um, he's pretty much. I mean, he's messed with everything. I yeah. mean, even even a lot of you know, I find myself a lot of ideas that that I'm coming up with, and you know, I run by him, and oh yeah, you know, okay, you know, I, I messed with that a little bit back in the day. Like he had I, already kind of. I, fucked well, with I mean, it. it's just it, it goes without. I mean, you're talking about the guy who invented the climbing stick, or like you know, or right. to what we know is the climbing stick. So, I mean, that went through a lot of stages of development. It originally didn't have reversible steps. It was longer. It didn't have the pivoting brackets. It there was just so many different things. It didn't have the Versa button. Yeah. Um, so it went through a major, major production uh, or a major evolution, I guess. But yeah, he's he's tried he's tried pretty much everything. Um, and when you start talking about like people altering their products, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, what we wanted to do with this is we really set out to to make a product that somebody really didn't have to alter. So I mean, right? You yeah. know, now you have something that is extremely profile. It's extremely you know efficient, lightweight carries your gear well you know it's just it's kind of you know and that's going back to even like that that water jet process like you look at you look at little things um even beyond that things like concealment or things like you know you talk about drilling those holes Mm -hmm. in the in the stick or whatever or, or you know we we really we wanted to create a look you know we've always been about even from the original uh pattern that dad designed the you know we called the bark pattern it's got the jagged you know we want to blend in right yeah so this water jet actually gives us the opportunity to blend in it's got rougher surface cuts you know for people who don't know i mean that that is normal for a water jet um mm-hmm. it the last thing we want on a piece of hunting gear is smooth shiny surfaces for right. light to reflect off and alert animals that are out there you know and, yeah, and game yeah. we're trying to kill so I mean, the last thing we want is a nice, clean, smooth surface. Well, this water jet actually gives us a nice, rugged, um, you know, edge from the cutting process, along with our with our coatings and the and the you know sort of bark design that we've employed. Like, I firmly believe we have the most concealed stick. I mean, you put that thing on a tree next to any <laughs> stick out there, and I, I'll take it any day. Yeah, right as out far of the as box concealment right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No moleskin. You don't got to tape it. You don't got to do nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just, I don't know why the moleskin always cracks me up. You got like, so, and there's some guys, like I've used it on certain things, but there's some dudes in camp when I grew up, there's a guy that just, everything was just moleskin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Moleskin. More yeah, moleskin. There, there's, <laughs> I, I mean, there's. It's cool, man. It's, there's certain, yeah, there's certain things that definitely can, can the, be overboard. The, the timeline of tree stands, like, I can only imagine just the different things your dad has tested over the times and stuff. And when you got involved and started doing it, like just the, if you could see like from point A to where it is now, just, you know, you know, in school and you open your history book, you see the timeline and it's like, like the year and like a little picture above the year of what was going on. Like, I'd just like to see some of the stuff that he messed with. Um, it's just, it's crazy. It's cool to what it is turning into. And, and we're seeing the next change right here with what's new for, 
um, saddle hunting, hang on tree stand hunting, and then maybe if if Steve gets his wish, you guys will come out with a nice uh, portable ladder stand for him. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> pretty awesome. The the portable ladder stand. That's dude. I gotta uh, I gotta ask you here. So, and I don't want to like be this guy, but we had some questions that came up. Uh, from really from a lot of our trade show podcasts and um, from ATA, what was up with? And I don't know if we cover this at all, but this happened a lot. I got a lot of feed from after some of these episodes about someone putting something out about like you guys with a patent about oh, yeah, right, yeah. right around ATA time. What was the whole yeah. situation with that? You know, I, I think it's I think you get into situations like that, and you know. <sighs> People jump the gun. People start start to spew. You know, and telephone happens, and and you know things get said. But it, it's, I mean, how? So even with our designs, right? So y- you got a guy, you know, Dad's been designing tree stands uh, since the the late eighties. You yeah. know, um, Lone Wolf. I've been I've been doing tree stand work um, with XOP you know, for the mm-hmm. last six years. And, mm-hmm. and we've been working on some collective things now and we come out with this tree stand. And I mean, just for the simple accus- accusation for somebody to like, Oh, like, well, yeah, that was my, or that was this design or like, Oh, well this has a pat, like, like there's absolutely no relevance to it. And, and, right. um, just it's, it's funny because these, hypothetical stands that we're apparently infringing on like like what wh- where are these stands what what do right. they do like all the technology that we're using is technology that dad has came up with and or, patented back in the day and, and patented or technology that we have come up with since then together and and made this new set like yeah for somebody to make the accusation that like we're somehow infringing or ripping off our own ideas like yeah, it's uh, kind of bullshit. Half the tree stands on the market utilize hanging methods and leveling methods that Dad came up with decades ago. Yeah, you know, so like the idea. Um, so just I guess that that premise it, in general is just kind of, is just ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's. Um, I didn't know a lot of info on it. I got I got filled in from uh, I got filled in from some listeners. Um, just on the idea, but of what was happening there. But I figured I'd ask you. I think I there's. I think there's some jealousy too. I mean, you know, you, you, you. There hasn't been innovation in a tree stand like this in a while. I, I personally don't think. And with the, you know, with the, um, with the introduction of of mobile becoming so popular, it's been the same thing with like your shadow platforms and stuff. It's just everybody's jumping to the gun trying to get that that next stand and that lightest stand. And yeah. there's people out there that have designed a a so-called lighter stand but it it has none of the features that ours has you know it's just mm-hmm. not they're not innovative you know i mean yeah. you like like we talked about before you can make a light stand but a light stand's only a light stand if it don't you know if it don't work well, and it's got to be huntable right so yeah, yeah and that's what so. i went through a lot of thought like me and uh my buddy you know tank intern tank people that listen to the show know that um we a couple years ago we were talking like dude the ultimate light setup and it's like what point you got to hunt out of it. You yeah. got to be able to use yeah. it, you know. And yeah. and I think, yeah, I just I see guys drilling holes, and that scares me, man. Because I can't imagine drilling a hole in something like a bunch of holes. And only two, like I always joke around. I have we have gauges, and when I have the the ones you can see through, people always ask me. I'm like, oh yeah, when I run really fast, I can hear them going. 
and whistling. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I wonder, do you think that has an effect when people do that shit too? Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely – so it's funny you say that because um, uh, years ago um, – so dad actually had uh, some designs of a, of a climbing stick with um, holes in it just to shave some weight and to um, – you know, kind of see how light he could really take the climbing stick because the Lone Wolf climbing stick has been pretty much the lightest stick. Yeah, it's been like for, the standard for the longest time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can bet. I mean, he went from, from bark pattern cutouts to drilled holes to to routered slots. I mean, he, he did it all, and this was, this was years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, upon testing, you know, um, for one, you'd have, yeah, you, you would encounter some strength issues depending on, you know, how much you drilled it, how crazy you went with that. Uh, for two, you end up with a, a symmetrical, like, or a pattern that is not seen in in the woods or in timber. You yeah. know, I mean. It's not a naturally you, occurring thing. Yeah, you got a bunch of holes, and it, it's, there's nothing natural about a sequence of similar holes in a, a, a on a tree, you know. So right. um, that's why we he always kind of gravitated toward the bark and the, the uh, asymmetrical, you know, cutouts. Right. You know, not only that, like you said, you know, I mean, I think one, he was, he told me this story about being in the stand one day and actually he's like, man, you know, when the wind would pick up like at 10 miles an hour, he's like, my sticks were fucking whistling like a dog was like, you know, <laughs> and I was laughing my, and I'm thinking like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, you got all holes in there and yeah, I you guess get the, the right angle on yeah. a strong wind. The wind's coming right through those <laughs> and it's like blowing on top of a bottle. You know, we can, we might be able to. You know what's funny? Have you ever heard, like, there's been... You ever have a stand that's next to, like, some old... I don't know, maybe, like, an old jump pile or something in in the woods, like, in a ravine? I've heard noise from wind come off, like, the top of, like, old farm equipment and shit like that. Oh, yeah. I bet you, you know, like, that's not a a natural sound, especially if you're trying to be stealthy and you're trying to make a move on a buck. Last thing you want is your uh, your sticks going... (laughs) Yeah, you don't... You don't want that. Like a beer uh, bottle? For sure. Like Steve well, blowing on a beer bottle. And that's another reason, too, that we, you know, uh, even going away from the tubes in general. Yeah. So a tube is a fucking wind chime. I don't yeah. care. What, I mean, look at when, you know, when you have a hollow unit on a stand or a mm-hmm. stick, that is allowing the possible resonation of sound. Yeah. yeah. Even with the original lone wolf hang-ons. One of the only issues throughout the years, I mean, or, you know, you got, you got, uh, everything positioned, right. Everything, you know, washers in between metal on metal contact, all that. But you have this tube that is the, the heart of your stand. And in certain circumstances, you can move on that seat and the smallest noise of friction is could be potentially and sometimes is amplified through that tube and yeah. shot out the bottom. Those are the horror stories, you know, or the yeah. worst horror story you'd hear from a cat stand. But yeah, yeah. So that was one of the big, you know, kind of you know things we gravitated toward with XLP right off the bat was like, hey, we need to get rid of this tube. Yeah, you yeah. know. So even like on our stand right now, like and on the sticks, just not having those tubes There's no I mean, clank yeah yeah you hit it you know you don't get any resonation of sound in there because they they're chimes you dude know? i did a video i'm not not trying to like out anyone directly but i already posted the video um it was last summer i was hanging a stand i bought a uh an x stand like the backcountry combo or whatever and uh i have to repost i don't really i 
cussed a lot in it because I, I took the video in the stand while I was hanging it, and that thing has is hollow. And that thing on the bark would just bing, bing on the oh. on the. I'll find the video and show you after the podcast. It's, yeah, it was just, I was about ready to scream. Yeah, like I threw I threw a bitch fit and posted the video, which I shouldn't have done. But it's uh, like looking back now, not the smartest thing. But um, yeah, man, it just it's one of those things. It's hard to tolerate that stuff. But this was. I know what the normal clank is on, like a good aluminum, yeah, like a yeah, long wool stick. I've, I that's from this was excessive. Oh yeah, um, I'll yeah. show you. you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that's the whole going back to like that patent thing. That's offensive, man. To it's offensive. Maybe not. You guys might not see it as offensive, well, but the outside the, looking in, the biggest thing too is like it's one thing to it's one thing to have a patent. And to have a and to come out and say, hey, uh, you know, or to come to somebody, you know, um, I guess directly mm-hmm. and not through like a social media avenue and start spouting, you know, a bunch of bullshit. But right. it's one thing to come to somebody, hey, you know, I got a, I have a patent on this. Here's the patent number. Like this is like, yeah. but like it's actually illegal in many ways to claim you have a patent for something when you don't. E- right. Even if it is a patent pending or if it's a if it's a patent that you jotted down ten years ago that you. So it's just yeah, it, it's one of those deals where you know it's unfortunate that you get you get some you get trolls that do stuff like that and yeah. try and well, try that and, too and like trolls online that are like well, trying to it, do stuff. And, it's and, you know some people some people are just I guess I don't know they're they're some people are just I guess pissed off out there just at themselves or just unhappy or whatever. But um, it just sucks, you know. Uh, to have a nice launch and release a product and just have someone know, try and overshadow yeah, us a bunch just, of bullshit. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. And that's just today and age, today's day and age what we deal with on social media, I think, but um yeah. it's one of those things you got to It is we especially in, in the industry, but I we see it more in the hunting industry cuz we're in it. But it's not yeah, I hear you. But it, it's just crazy that that shit happens. And also, I think we're new. The, our whole generation, this, everything that's going on with social media, we're so new to it. Like this is the beginning of it. Like, when our kids are grown and they're doing it, maybe things will be settled down a little bit. Like, people will just be like, hey, you don't do that online. Like, there'll be, like, it'll almost be, like, social yeah. media laws. I, dude, I doubt it because there's some... <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. You're like, no, dude, probably not. There's some people out there that, like, I mean, dude, like, do you got anything better to do than just troll social media all day? Like, dude, dude get a freaking life. We, we get it on the podcast page, man. I, I swear... I swear, at times there's people putting other people up to leave dumb. Just why do why would you go out of your way to well, leave a comment on I my just, shit like that? I just look at like you know my day or your day or like okay what we're doing all day and we're trying like hell to keep up with with social media like either messages or requests or trying to stay active like with with every little spare second we have and we don't have enough time. Yep. And there's people on there that just. That are somehow there all the time, and yeah. it's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like, do you what? do anything else but yeah, sit like, here and uh, wait for are, me to do something? <laughs> I'm like, you know, or just you know, in general, I'm just like, oh my god, like, uh-huh. no, it's it's weird times. Yeah, it's crazy. We're man. living it's, in some weird, weird times, but also the best times. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't get much better. We just got to figure some shit out online. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely cool. I mean, I always. I've always talked about like, oh man, I was born a generation too late, man. I wish I was, I wish I was. Around You're an back old soul, then, dude. You yeah. are an old soul. But, yeah, but, but I mean that in a compliment, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm somewhere in between. I'm kind of a child, I think, still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's crazy. But 
Yeah, it sucks when you're trying to hustle something out and people are jealous and have other people try and like just on anything. Like working class is an example, man. Like we've we've done this podcast in the hunting industry and cussing and talking however we want and saying fuck you, fuck this. Yeah. Like let's do it, but we're also just being who we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think if you, if people come and meet you at like a trade show, like I mean like us and you even, like they realize like, oh, it's just how they're putting themselves out there. Like Yeah. You yeah. know, come to a trade show, I'll drink a beer with you. You know? Well I'll high five you. Um, and it's, we'll drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's better to be, it's better to be real, I guess, than anything. But yeah, um, it's nicer to be like, oh man, that's a, exactly how I thought that person might be. Like that's refreshing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because then there's no, there's no front. There's no, there. You know, there's no real. Because you always hear those person. rumors, like, oh yeah, like so and so is a dick in person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I hope no one ever says. It. If anyone ever said that about me, I'd be like, oh man, I was probably busy, like doing yeah, something. I, yeah. you know. But everyone thinks Steve's an asshole. That's a nice thing, you know. We Dude, put, that's what got me. You guys were like, <laughs> man, I, I was just thinking to myself. I listened to that last podcast that you did with uh, with John, or with John, and you guys start talking about me, and I'm like, God damn, somebody's gonna catch the beginning of this and be like, I knew Cody was an asshole. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. he said that, that guy's a dick. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, then Steve comes in. Yeah, he hates the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh great. Like, oh man. Yeah, because John I'm taking us- that gift back, Steve. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Oh, Steve doesn't have the gift. At this time, he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, I, we can say it now because uh, Steve doesn't know yet. It's, it's yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know. Cody brought Steve a – it's like a pay-per-view wrestling fold-up chair, right? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was from back in the day. It's literally been in my possession for probably like – I mean – I don't know, 15 years or something. Were it's you just at been the show? In, been in my garage. So I, I was really trying to lock dude, down the story. Dude, hold on a second. We're talking about wrestling. Steve's not here. This is rubbed off on <laughs> yeah, me officially. <laughs> God damn it. See, I think this is, I think we're doing this just to get, just to get one to Steve because he's going to be so pissed he oh. wasn't here for that wrestling conversation. You're right. Yeah, fuck him. And Tell I, me about this seat. <laughs> and I actually thought he was going to be here. So I was trying to remember where the seat came from so there's two options so i did go to one wrestling pay-per-view event like when i i mean this was like i don't know if i was 11 or something i don't know when it was but it was a long time ago uh-huh. and it was either from that event or from event that a good buddy of mine went to but it, it's been in my garage in the man cave like mm-hmm. through all the four by four builds and through all the parties <laughs> and the drinking events and the and just anything, it's been there through all times, and it's been it's just been sitting. And I'm like, you know what? This needs to go to a home, man. It needs to go somewhere <laughs> where it's appreciated. And and I brought it for Steve, so it's going to be in the studio. This will be uh, Steve's new studio chair. Yeah. We're going to put it in here. Yeah. I'll bring. It, I got to bring it on in, and you got her all cleaned up for us. So we'll, we'll yeah. plop her in yeah. here. Um, <laughs> See, well, I, so, I, so I am a nice guy. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 John's like, hey, I thought he was going to stab yeah. me, yeah. and Steve's like, he hates the shit out of me. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's man, funny. That's it's great. a good story, John. If you want, if you haven't listened to that episode with John Mulligan, go listen about how uh, he thought Cody wanted to stab him. Yeah, which is yeah, funny as hell. That is funny, man. Well, yeah. I think we covered quite a bit. Uh, one thing I was like, I've just been thinking about. Do you think that you and your dad will ever start a podcast, like a DeQuisto podcast or something like? I don't know. Have you ever thought about it? You know, Kurt. It's funny you say that. Go shoot your bow. We love you. 